0: Off the ball. In association with AIR. Don't miss live and exclusive Premier League action this month on the AIR Sport Pack. This This is News Talk.
1: This is for the win. This is to advance in the playoffs to Pittsburgh. It will be a 31-yard field goal attempt. Of all the kicks in all of the cities, this is the one that counts. But I I was
0: just about to say, you figure that this is about a 30, 31-yard kick. It should be a no-brainer, and everybody's smiling on the sidelines But stranger things have happened. So until it's kicked, you know, don't, don't put the points up on the board. It is right down the middle. The greatest comeback in the history of the NFL, and we were there.
1: And the celebration begins in
0: Buffalo. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, Buffalo Bills completing the biggest ever comeback, still to this day in NFL history. That was January 3rd, 1993. So the 25 year anniversary is tomorrow. They came back from 32 points down to beat the Houston Oilers in overtime. And the good times are back in Buffalo because they have made the playoffs again for the first time since 1999, which is the longest active, or was active up until the weekend, longest active playoff drought across American uh, all major sports, uh, all 18 years waiting to make the playoffs. We have Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe on the line. Evening, Kevin. How are you, Joe? Very well. So uh, I just mentioned there, the um, or we played the audio of the Bills uh, in 1993 coming back from... 32 points down, which is still the greatest comeback in NFL. That Bills team in the 90s were a pretty famous team. They made four Super Bowls, 1990 through to 93, four consecutive years, four Super Bowls, which is a a fairly rare achievement to say the least and never managed to win one. Are they considered a great team? Uh,
1: Great, Uh, no. I I think in, in some respects the Bills would be because what you just cited, getting to the Super Bowl four times, and very often being favored in those Super Bowls and yet never being able to win the big one. I mean, that was always the knock on Jim Kelly, the great quarterback. I mean, they were great teams. Let me let me state that, that they were some terrific teams, Bruce Smith, Jim Kelly. They, I mean, they had great players. But again, in, in particularly in American sports, I think you're measured by championships. They measure you by rings, not what you do during the regular season. And that's why, you know, when you. When, I'm sure if you went to Buffalo right now, first of all, you'd have a hell of a night. <laughs> and second of all, you'd have people tell you that Jim Kelly is better than Tom Brady. They are passionate, passionate football fans. Think of like awfully men on a bender for about a week. Uh, they're, they're not Biffos up there, they're boffos or you know, buffos. But uh-huh. um, they really are passionate fans. And I think, I've got to be honest, I think a lot of people were really pulling for the Bills to get in because of that drought and because if you spent any time in Buffalo, you just have to admire them, especially because it's been such a long time and yet they're very, very loyal and very, very crazy fans. It was good to see.
0: Okay, so their first step, I mean, 1999 was the last time they made the playoffs. That is a really long time to be robbed of the fun and excitement of the playoffs. They did it over the weekend in pretty unexpected circumstances?
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I don't think anybody except the, the craziest Bills fans thought this was going to happen. Now, they took care of business in their own game, and they beat the Dolphins, which is very expected. Miami had a pretty mediocre year, and the, and the Bills are pretty hot right now. Uh, then, But they had to sit back and wait to see Baltimore um, play against the Cincinnati Bengals. If there's ever an a un You know, underperforming, underachieving team in the NFL history. It's the Cincinnati Bengals, and I don't think many people gave uh, the Bengals much of a shot against the Ravens. But I'm sitting there watching after I flip to that game later, and just watched the last few minutes of it, and there, there the the Bengals are about to lose again. They're they're, 49 yards away from the end zone, time running out, and Andy Dalton, the quarterback, drops back and hits. Tyler, I'm trying to think of the the receiver's name. I think it was, uh, what's his name? Tyler Boyd. Hit him over the middle and just absolute piss poor tackling by the the Ravens. And he gets all the way into the end zone. And that night, on Sunday night, all of a sudden, uh, Andy Dalton, the quarterback for the Bengals, him and his wife, they have a charity, like a foundation which they help poor people. And by Sunday night, almost $60,000 had come from Buffalo fans. And they all contributed in seventeen dollar installments because you know to mark the seventeen years. That's the kind of fan base that you find in Buffalo, and they've all wear, they're wearing Andy Dalton shirts uh, in Buffalo this week. So it was a great end, unexpected end. And uh, again, if you look into this coming this week, I, I don't think many people give them a shot. Certainly, the boogies don't give them a shot against the Jaguars. I think the Jags are right now seven and a half point favorites, mm. but. Um, football. Uh, when it comes to particularly American football in the playoffs, it's all about who's healthy and who's hot. Yeah. And right now the Bills are hotter than the Jags, so I wouldn't count them out.
0: Yeah, and there's a real premium this season as it continues on health with the number of injuries and just the quality of player who's no injured pleasure. as well. I think of the top hundred ranked players in the uh, league, I think 25 of them are, are struck down. So there's a lot of big injuries yeah. this year. Uh, Tom Brady's and healthy. For the bills, yeah, yeah. go on, sorry. Yes.
1: Um, I was just going to say that the big question mark for the Bills is Sean McCoy, the running back. If he was hurt, he missed the last game. Um, if, in fact, he is – if he's out, I, I don't think the Bills have much of a shot. Okay. If he can play, and even if he's just, you know, three-quarters of what Sean McCoy is, he's a terrific running back they will shred that Jags running defense, which I think is about 21st in the league. It's not that great of a running defense.
0: Okay. I mentioned Tom Brady. He's certainly healthy, and the Patriots are, are the top seeds in the AFC uh, playoffs. So one of the interesting things about Brady this season, and I haven't we haven't asked you about it, is the situation with uh, Brady, Belichick, and Alex Guerrero, who is uh, Brady's yeah. uh, fitness guru, and business partner. So it seemed like Guerrero, I mean, not least presumably because of uh, Brady's status within the camp. Guerrero was given incredible status within the camp. He had his own office near the Patriots locker room. He flew on the team charter to road games. He had credentials to work on the sideline. And uh, for whatever reason, this season that role has been uh, reversed. Uh, Belichick hasn't really explained why, right. but he's he's stripped Guerrero of all these special team privileges and uh, Guerrero right. is now even banned from boarding Patriots' jets and the sideline access has been revoked. And, and he's also now no longer permitted to treat any other players other than uh, Tom Brady at his office at Gillette Stadium. This is a very interesting story.
1: Well, you know, if you look at the history of Bill Belichick, who might very well be the greatest coach of all time in the NFL. Um, the one thing that Bill Belichick has always insisted on avoiding is distractions. And at some point, he decided that Guerrero be- became a distraction. I think, that, I think that, the breaking point was that a number of players, including Rob Gronkowski, started going to see this guy. And the one thing that where Guerrero d- differs from the what you would call the rest of the training staff of the Patriots is when it comes to lifting weights. And he doesn't believe in lifting weights. He believes in, you know, resistance, whether whether it's bands. He believes more in flexibility, more than the traditional uh, strength created by muscle uh, and, and weight resistance. And that was starting to really bother some of the – that there were some guys that apparently weren't lifting as much as they used to. And the staff just said, you know, we can't go down that road. And while it's worked incredibly well for Tom Brady, and who can argue with those results at, at 40 years of age – um, the, Bill Belichick obviously decided that it might work for Tom, but he's not going to risk it working for other people. Mm. Uh, that said, Gronkowski's had his, his healthiest year and one of his most productive years, uh, though very oddly on Sunday he he was not targeted once and had no receptions. It um, just so happened he needed a number of those to uh, make some million-dollar incentives <laughs> in his contract. So who knows what that had to do with. But, no, this clearly, Joe, Belichick stepped up and put, a, put an end to this. He just decided that Guerrero had become, in my newspaper, the Boston Globe, um, and Bob Holder, our investigative sports journalist, did an awful lot of work on Guerrero. And, basically, the guy has made an awful lot of unsubstantiated claims. He and Brady are marketing a drink that they claim that if you drink it, it will make you less susceptible to concussions. And, frankly, there's not a medical person in the world that would agree with that. Uh, There's a lot of quackiness about Alex Guerrero. But then again, people will point to Tom Brady and say, look, look at this. This Mm -hmm. this works. Um, But that's obviously not uh, empirical enough evidence for for Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah. And what's Guerrero's background? Because wasn't he sanctioned at one point by federal regulators for presenting himself falsely as a medical doctor and, and promoting certain supplements?
1: I don't know about the doctor. I remember he did. He was censured for presenting himself as a physical therapist. Right. And um, that, that he was actually sanctioned for that. Uh, but no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know about him presenting himself as a doctor. But clearly, he he, he presents himself as, as somebody who provides alternative medicine. Okay. Stuff that is not accepted normal uh, Western uh, practices of medicine. And nutrition and all sorts of things, but I mean, obviously, he he knows he knows what he's talking about at, at various levels. But mm. I think there's always been a concern that he's overstated his qualifications and clearly overstated the results of his training methods. And again, when it comes to evidence, he basically points: look at Tom Brady. Okay. And uh, that that's not exactly a, a database.
0: And for how long has he worked with Brady, give or take?
1: Most of his career. Right. Um, and Brady is. You know, Brady, Brady says that, you know, he gets hit a lot in games. He says he's not sore. Uh, and, again, he he would have been – if if you looked at Tom Brady when he was drafted by the, the Patriots out of Michigan and his body, you would almost laugh because he did not look like a premier athlete at all. Yeah. And uh, now he eats a plant-based diet, uh, which, like I said, he's probably the only guy in the NFL that, that actually approaches his training regimen the way he does. And again, it's hard to argue with the results. But again, when you, you mentioned he's healthy, we're seeing little Nixon here, and there's clearly something wrong with one of his legs that he appears to be—he appeared to be limping a number of times on Sunday. And uh, he, I mean, he, he's got a shoulder issue. He has all sorts of things, but that's always been the case. Brady is almost always on the injury report every uh, week, but yeah. then he always shows up and he always plays. Yeah. Um, but th- that's the other key thing about getting the buy. And obviously they have home field advantage right through the playoffs. And generally, when they have that, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Uh, but they, they can they spend they can use these next two weeks to get healthy, mm. which they really need in, in some key positions such as linebacker and uh, some of the guys up front. The the both the D line and and the offensive line they could use a couple of weeks off.
0: Mm. So that's the AFC then. And then briefly before you go, NFC uh, Philadelphia are the number one seed. Minnesota Vikings are there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta Falcons. Who's most most likely to come out of the NFC, Kevin?
1: Well, I mean, before um, Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, got hurt, I think everybody would have told you it's definitely the Eagles. It may still well be the Eagles because and Nick Foles might be the most competent backup in the NFL. And he certainly looked, you know decent enough in, in, in his, uh, his stint in replacing Wentz. That's, I mean, I think it really does come down to Philadelphia and and Minnesota. They have looked like the best teams all along. Uh, the Rams looked absolutely shambolic recently. Um, the the Saints are one of those teams. Drew Brees is having a career year putting up unbelievable numbers, Uh, but you know, the, the Saints, it's, the Saints remind me of the Falcons last year. The Falcons could score, you know, they'd score 40 points, but they'd give up 38. And um, I, I still think it's going to, if I had to bet money and I'm not a betting man, I, I, I'd still take the Eagles. They look to me like the best all around team, both offense and defense. And, and Foles is, like I said, he's, he's no Carson Wentz, but he's pretty good.
0: Okay. Kevin, pleasure as always. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Joe. Off the ball
0: on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.